Hello and welcome to Revival and Extinction, the video games podcast where I play at least five hours of a video game and tell you how good it is. I'm your host Adam and for today's episode we are hitting the high seas of Greece and adventuring, killing mythical creatures and fucking a lot in the first six chapters of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey is an action role-playing game uh, released for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on October 2nd, 2018 and the Nintendo Switch version, which made it out to Japan, was released on October 5th, 2018. Uh, So it was developed by Ubisoft Quebec and published by Ubisoft and is the 11th main installment in the Assassin's Creed series. However, it is the first, I guess, historically chronological, um, if not present-day chronological. So the game's genetic memory story uh, is set in 431 BCE, recounting the secret history of the Peloponnesian War fought between the city-states of ancient Greece, the two main ones of these being um, Sparta and... Uh, Thebes. Um, the protagonist is a mercenary named either Alexios or Cassandra, um, who they are selectable. Um, once again, Ubisoft wanted Cassandra to be the canon choice, and Cassandra is the canon choice. However, they were um, they were weak cunts, and they caved in to everyone. And that's my one c word of the episode, um, specifically for Brian. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> on the TSMP Discord. Um, So you choose either Alexios or Cassandra who can fight for Athens or Sparta um, and the Peloponnesian League as well as against the Cult of Cosmos who are this snake-like cult um, who are like behind the shadows. Uh, The modern-day segments um, follow Layla Hassan who was first introduced in the previous instalment set in Egypt, Assassin's Creed Origin. And her story will touch on the Isu. Um, The game is very much about family, as we find out. Um, So in Chapter 1, or the prologue chapter, um, it starts off showing Cassandra as a child, 
um, oh, sorry, for this for this playthrough, I use Cassandra, and there will be spoilers for the first six chapters of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the Mythical Beast quests, and the Legendary Beast quest line. Um, so if you haven't played so far, I highly suggest you go out and play it first, come back, and listen to me talk about it. Um, so as a child raised in Sparta, Cassandra was presented with the broken spear of Leonidas, um, an Isu weapon, and actually the first real sequence of the game is recounting um, the battle of Thermopylae. Uh, you actually play as Leonidas and you fight through the Persian hordes until you're finally killed by King Xerxes. Um, then flashes forward to Cassandra, um, who was given the spear, which is actually an Isu weapon as an heirloom by her mother. Um, because of her lineage in Sparta, um, there was a lot of stress placed upon her to live up to the strength and value of Leonidas. Um, her father, Nicolaus, at who, and you find out later it's actually her stepfather, would often train her in hopes that she would follow in his footsteps. Um, in 446 BC, uh, so when Cassandra was about 10 or 12, um, the Pythia, the, the Oracle of Delphi, prophesied that Cassandra's younger brother, the baby Alexios would lead to the fall of Sparta in the future. So in order to prevent this, um, Alexios was sa- sacrificed at Mount Tegetos, where the Spartans used to throw the children that were deformed or had some, any sort of disability was seen as weakness in Sparta and the children were culled. So any children that were born lame or not not to the peak of, um, of Spartan potential are uh, was sacrificed at Mount Tegados and thrown into the sea. Um, Cassandra's mother, Marine, tries to stop this, um, but as a priest was about to drop Alexios over the cliff, Cassandra rushes in and pushes past, and her and Alexios go over their cliffs, over the cliff, and they're presumed dead. Um, Cassandra was condemned as a traitor to Sparta, leading to her stepfather to drop her off, um, even though he seem kind of remorseful. I don't know. The cutscene makes it look that way, but as we find out a bit later, there's a choice, and I took my choice because that's just not right. Um, So Cassandra survived um, and escaped with the spear, and she fled out into the open seas, and an eagle follows her, which is very important to note at this point. So a storm comes, of course, turns Cassandra's boat over, and she wakes up on the island of Kefalonia. Um, so there she's greeted by a mercenary, Marcos, who's not bad, but he's not good either. Um, kind of the um, Aladdin, King of Thieves kind of dealio there with, with Marcos, who takes her under his wing and tasks her to do errands for him. So he essentially raises her. Um, so over the years, Cassandra grows in skills as a warrior, and she becomes a mercenary, working with Marcos and a little orphan girl, Phoebe, essentially. Um, on Kefalonia. But in doing so, they get the locals pissed off at them, particularly the local warlord known as the Cyclops. Um, Cassandra learns that Marcos had borrowed money from the Cyclops and bought a vineyard with it. She's angered by this due to the fact that Marcos still owed her money from previous jobs. So when she confronts him about it, he sets her on a few missions in order to get the debt back. Um, So the Cyclops is called that because he only has one eye, one of the one normal eye, one obsidian eye, um, which Cassandra steals and sells it to gain some money. Um, but then she kills the Cyclops in the end anyway, because he comes after her 
and she just kills basically the whole crew. She's a beast. Cassandra is a beast. I'll just say that now. Um, so there's a mysterious man as well who recruits her for a job called El Pino. So though he, he offers Cassandra a deal. So she has to collect the Shroud of Penelope from some thieves. Um, when she does this and returns, she's saying he's, he tells her that he'll pay her a great amount, um, but also he'll offer her more money if she goes and kills a Spartan general called the Wolf of Sparta, who's stationed at Megaris. Um, so Cassandra agrees to this. And she's given a boat um, because she rescues a captain called Barnabas from the Cyclops back before she killed him. Um, so she mocks the Cyclops by sticking his eye up a goat's ass and releasing it. Um, that's how she angers him into being careless when she kills him. So there's actually an achievement tied to this of going back to Kefalonia after, like, as you progress later in the game going back and killing the goat and re-obtaining the Cyclops' obsidian eye. Um, it's a hard achievement to do because there's lots of goats on Kefalonia um, and it's randomly generated. So, yeah, that's a hard achievement. Um, so Barnabas, being grateful for being rescued from Cassandra, offers her place on his ship, the Adrestia, as its commander. So Cassandra agrees and plans to leave. Um, she says her farewells to Phoebe and Marcos. On their way to Megaris, um, Barnabas reveals to Cassandra that the wolf of Sparta is actually her stepfather, Nicholas. So then we go into chapter two, which is upon reaching Megaris, they discover that they are cut off by an Athenian blockade. Um, they destroy the ships. I'm so glad that ship combat is back. It is a great part of the Assassin's Creed series, as well as upgrading the Adrestia. Um you can have up to four lieutenants. So in the gold edition, which comes with all the DLC and all that, you actually get um, the your lieutenants on the ship, which give the ship different stats and the like, are actually Evie Fry um, from Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Bayek from Assassin's Creed Origins, and I believe it's Arya, his wife, for, also from Assassin's Creed Origins. And then you can find a fourth lieutenant when you upgrade your ship appropriately. Um, so they reach Megaris. Um, they notice a battle is taking place between Spartans and Athenians. So led by Nicolaus and Cassandra's stepbrother Stentor, um, the Spartans are victorious in this small battle. So Cassandra arrives after the battle but is stopped from seeing Nicolaus by Stentor who was asked why she is there. So she doesn't want to reveal it because Stentor was taken into the family after Cassandra and Alexios were quote-unquote killed. Um, so she takes the guise of a mercenary offering to help take down the the Athens in exchange for meeting the Athenian, sorry, in exchange for meeting with the wolf. Um, so after she kills the Athenian leader, Cassandra returns to Stentor and takes part in the battle for Megaris. So this this part, these first I think probably two or three chapters are still a tutorial. So it's teaching you the real mechanics of the game. Um, so this leads to what is called a conquest battle. Um, so you either take the side of Sparta or Athens once a certain city has been weakened enough um, through killing their leader and killing guards and doing quests in the general area. Um, you then go into what's called a conquest battle. So these can be either ranked at normal or hard, so either side. So, for example, in this one, um, it's scripted, but Sparta comes out as the hard one, So which will gain two, two pieces of purple gear as opposed to one doing the normal 
So Cassandra, because she wants to meet Nicolaus, um, she participates in the battle and shortly after she gets to speak to him. Um, Nicolaus talks to Cassandra and quickly works out who she is. Uh, she confronts Nicolaus about what he did and reveals to him the price on his head. So Cassandra then either has the choice to either spare or kill him. I killed him. So I've already missed out on the quote-unquote good ending. Um, because, like, who chucks a fucking baby off a cliff and then tries to kill their daughter for trying to save their brother? Like, yeah. So I just straight up murked that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's no there's no Wolf of Sparta still alive in my playthrough at the moment. Um, and I'm not going to replay it just to get the good ending, to be honest. Um I've already put 45 hours into this game and I'm only up to Chapter 7, so out of 9. Um, so I've still got at least another 30 hours to go if we include all the DLC. Um, so at the end of... In, in the typical Assassin's Creed, in their dying arms, um, the villain is still able to monologue. Um, Nicolaus tells Cassandra that he is not her biological father um, and told that her mother is still alive. He then warns her about snakes in the grass and then dies. And Cassandra takes Nicolaus's helmet and sword, which Nicolaus's sword, excuse me, is one of the best in the game for this point. So you definitely, if you're going for a strength build um, and you're using a sword, then this is one of the best ones in the game. Um, so then because I killed Nicolaus, Stentor arrives and I'm forced to kill him as well. And the Spartans, you're you're basically persona non grata with Sparta for a while. Um, they seem to mysteriously forget about your traitorous ways um, later on in the game, which, yeah, I'll get to later. Upon returning to the Adrestia, she tells Barnabas about our discovery and they need to meet with the Oracle to discover where her mother is. Um, Cassandra's Judah is hesitant to meet up with her um, because she's the reason why her family was destroyed with the prophecy. So Cassandra then goes to Elpinor um, and to get her money. Um, Elpinor is impressed and states that he has more targets for her to kill, revealing to Cassandra that he plans to kill the rest of her family. Um, she refuses to be used like this because she still has positive feelings towards her mother, and Elpinor orders his men to kill her, um, but they fail and are killed as a consequence. So Elpinor manages to escape. Um, so Cassandra meets with Barnabas, who introduces her to Herodotus, who recognises the spear on her back. Um, so Herodotus, for those who don't know, is a Greek scholar um, from the ancient world. Lots of famous writings from around that time. And we're back, folks, and that is the beauty of podcasting. Um, I'll just get Dalton to edit that little breakout in post so after you kill um elpinor uh, you learn that there is more to the cult than meets the eye um because they wanted to be behind the destruction of cassandra's family um so she goes to the temple of apollo she steals a cult uniform and a small triangle which is revealed to be of isu origin um, she then meets Herodotus outside the temple and enters with her disguise on, where she finds out that the cult has eyes and ears everywhere in Greece, making them their real clandestine organisation. Uh, so after being drawn towards the centrepiece in the cult ring, 
um, she places the triangle into the pyramid, completing it. So the cult is then interrupted when Deimos enters the room uh, with the head of Elpino, revealing that he knows one of them is a traitor. Um, he goes up to various cultists and gets them to touch the central piece. And when Cassandra goes up, she witnesses her memories and is shocked to discover that Deimos is her dead brother, Alexios. Um, so Deimos then kills the next cult member, surprisingly covering for Cassandra. Uh, so she leaves the temple and reveals or finds out that her mother and birth father is the next of the next targets. Um, so Herodotus persuades Cassandra to go to Athens in order to warn Pericles, uh, the leader, about the cult. Um, so they start heading off there. And when they get to get to Athens, they're met by hostile forces um, in there because there is kind of a two-party, I guess, system being in Athens. Uh, Pericles, who's the real governing force, and then the general and the army, who, because they're just being assaulted by Spartans on all sides. Um, so she talks to Pericles, looking for the political angle, the information on the advice of Herodotus. Um, so he invites her to the symposium, which has a real um, Dragon Age Inquisition kind of or lay kind of feel to it because it's non-interactive combat. So you just go and engage in conversation with different party attendees until she meets someone called Aspasia, who tells her to meet a friend of hers in Chios named Xenia, who's a pirate queen. Um, then after finishing that conversation, um, she heads down and leaves in search of clues for her mother. So here you've got kind of three ways to go. You can either go with Hippocrates, um, the founder of non-medicine, and Thusa or Xenia on the pirate arm. Um, so I went to Hippocrates first, who you do some quests for him, and he talks about meeting a Spartan woman who came to him with a baby, um, but he was young and couldn't help her, so he sent her to the sanctuary of Ascapolopis. Um, so Cassandra heads there, talks to the priest, you then do some more quests, finding out that Alexios was pronounced dead to Marine, who was raised by a priestess called Christus, who was working for the cult. Um, so you head into the temple, you hear a child crying to find Christus there, again telling another, another mother in the same situation as Marine, to try and grow these babies for the cult. Um, so here you're given a choice because Chrysus lights the temple on fire to get away. So you can either go after Chrysus, kill her, and let the baby burn alive in the temple, or you can save the baby, and Chrysus flees away. Um, I chose to save the baby because you can go back to find Chrysus at a later date as you're tracking down other cult members. Um, I then headed to Kios to meet up with Xenia. Um, so this needed a quest of 15,000 gold because she's a pirate. And that's 15,000 at this point in the game is quite a lot of money. Um, so you do various quests to get the 15,000. And Xenia actually mentions a close relationship with Marine, that her name is Phoenix and she was part of Xenia's pirate crew. So then I fi finally head out to Corinth, or Corinth to meet Anthusa. Um, so Cassandra helps her priestesses get rid of a troublesome gang led by a cultist called the Monger, Fearmonger. Um, but in one of these missions, Cassandra heads to the Munger's warehouse to destroy the supplies 
and meets with a Spartan named Brasidis, who tells Cassandra to kill the monk quietly, whereas Anthusa wants him killed in public so the island population can look at his face and very public death so the island can get back on track. Um, Cassandra kills the monger and Enthusa is pleased with the result. So then we go back to Athens um, to meet with Aspasia for the last bit of information about our mother, um, but she finds the city is ravaged by a plague. Lots of people dying in the street. Um, Cassandra heads to Aspasia who informs her that Pericles is dying and if she helps Pericles she'll find time to talk about her mother. Cassandra heads upstairs, gives Pericles the drugs, and they both head, the, head to the balcony and speak about it. Um, then Pericles heads inside, and Aspasia looks really troubled about Phoebe, the little girl that was your friend back in um, Kefalonia, who has been working for Aspasia, hasn't come back for a long time. Um, so Cassandra goes out and looks for her, um, and there she finds that Phoebe's been killed by cultists. Um, so very sad music, music swells, um, she goes back to the Parthenon to look for Pericles and Demos is there killing him. Um, the four of them go outside to head to Adrestia, um, while some of the guards sent by Cleon who's the military leader, um, whereas Pericles with the government, he was that opposing kind of force, um, tries to stop them and again you have to kill them. However, Aspas, so you go through all that, Athens is kind of overcome by the plague um it's kind of in ruins when you leave it um they kind of flee athens at this point and from there aspasia gives cassandra the name for the location of her mother being the island of naxos um so that kind of ends chapter six and a very big kind of story bar in where we're at um so now i might take some time to talk about the combat mechanics uh, again, I'll be using the layout of the Xbox gamepad. Um, so you've got X for your attack, Y for your heavy attack, uh, B for a dodge, holding B to roll, and then you can lock on targets with the right stick. A parry is uh, left and right bumpers, and you use right trigger and left trigger to activate your abilities, um, which are again on the face buttons. Um, the left trigger takes out your bow. Uh, and you can fire projectiles or fight in close range with a variety of swords, heavy weapons, that kind of thing. Um, so the parry, parry window is quite large for this game and quite generous. Um, so yeah, unless an enemy is enraged in which they're covered by a red glow, um, you'll be able to parry majority of attacks. Um, there's a variety of abilities which I'll go through in the follow-up episode uh, where I finish off that um, and you've got a ridiculously large skill tree uh, broken up into three parts uh, hunter warrior and assassin each of these doing different types of damage um, I'm going for a very crit heavy build um, not only crit chance but crit damage heavy um, basically being that one shot uh, and where that would normally be a glass cannon in a majority of RPGs, it's not um, because there's a pretty good heal ability. And you can also choose uh, heal when delivering damage. So when you deliver damage to an enemy, you can then deal some health back to yourself. So after some consideration, um, this episode is going to be one of three uh, because we tackled the first half of the story. This episode will tackle the second half 
next episode and then the DLC in the third um, because there's a variety of side quests and depth um, that I want to go into for this type of podcast. However, just not able to do so in my, I guess, sporadic kind of recording episodic way of doing the podcast itself. So that kind of finishes up Assassin's Creed Odyssey Part 1. Um, and there has been some excellent news this week um, because this podcast has actually joined the larger network of Steam Machine Productions. Um, so if you do like this podcast and you want to listen to more PC gaming focused stuff, um, the, I guess, overarching to the Steam Machine Productions is the Steam Machine Podcast. And the easiest way to kind of check out theirs is to go through Apple Podcast or Spotify, search the Steam Machine Podcast and go from there. Um, we also have a website of which has archive links to all episodes of um, all the podcasts on Steam Machine Productions. And that is uh, www.thesteammachinepodcast.wordpress.com. Um, that also has links to the Discord, of which there are a bunch of lovely people who love talking about all sorts of games and all sorts of things. Uh, a very active Discord community and one that I'm very proud to be a part of. Uh, so once again, this is Revival and Extinction. I'm Adam, and have a good one, folks.